Yo, this is Chaos with the Blacklisted Podcast. And if you like, you can follow us on Facebook at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Blacklisted Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Blacklisted Pod. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send an email to blacklistedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would be so kind to rate and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you steal your free podcast. Fade to Black. Greetings, true believers. Greetings, Stan Lee here, welcoming you to the latest harrowing adventure. Ten, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name Dubious. Black Listed. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Fade the Black, sanctioned by Black Listed Podcast Cap. Commencing at the siren, there will be no holds barred. Anything and everything will go down. And now, here is your blacklisted true list. Check it out for those that know me. Welcome to welcome me back. Real slick beside the others. Straight up and down. Yeah, you know what I'm about. Thanks, the black. Today is going to be a special episode that's very, very dear and dear to my heart. That is professional wrestling. Not just one organization, but basically the history of professional wrestling and how I think, and I don't give a fuck what anybody say, love my hate them. They're the fucking most dedicated, hardworking athletes, period, in any sport. Any. And if you want to argue with me on that one, I will fucking argue with you on that. Because there's no other sport or business that has to do with they have. I'm your host, Nubius Black, and I'm here with Chaos, the Minister of Defense. Yo, what's up? He is a former tag team uh, competitor with myself as the Midnight Syndicate. I'm here with DJ Academics. So, the Academics wrote and produced all our entrance music. I'm here with MC Zero Balance. He was a guy that thought wrestling was real and came in the ring to help me one day. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> and we're here with the big sage. Too bad he never got into wrestling. He would have made a lot of money. But I digress. When did you, Zero Bounce, get in the wrestling? Seems like everybody here either got into a one Oh, as a kid. Watching the good, watch wrestling. Like in the house. Oh, boy. So, after you finish watching it, you can Right. Right. Now, I'm so dead down about the point where we got real competitive. 
Anthony, I'll bring you to me and we'll see what you can do. Fuck, I'm stuck now. Oh, I, I gotta shit. fucking prove that shit now. So before I get to how I got into it, what about you, Sam? And my my older brother used to look like seriously. He had the long curly hair. He oh, I know he. I know he was full of it. He was high yellow. Oh yeah. Ripped the shreds. The high yellow was lit. Ripped the shreds, kicking holes in our ceiling. What? Five foot four. What? <laughs> he was the smallest and the oldest in our clan, but. I used to, just like, just like Sages, I used to look at my brother and think he was doing myself. So as a kid, I watched it sometime. When my mom wasn't, she regulated that shit, you know what I mean? But my dad, at the time, he was, he was a big part. He owned a gas station not too far from here, and he was a mechanic. And when people didn't have the money to get the gas, they bargained with him. Yo, hold my Rolex. I'll be back around with the cash next time I come around. Now, my dad's keeping that Rolex, you know, and this, that money's coming out of his pocket. You know, he has a fucking outfit gas about per gallon. So, one day, I'm sitting at home watching something. It was hot. And we can sit, I sit and watch TV in my drawers, right? I'm like six or seven years old. My and my dad's like, get up. I said, where are we going? Don't you worry about it. I got somewhere to go. Why you want me to come? You're coming. You're coming. Snatch me up. I ain't got no clothes on. I look like one of the kids from the flies and shit. Yeah, that was me. So he throws me in his car and we drive. And we drive past this place when we need it. Anthony's Pizza Town. Right on the highway. I said, what? Car, he just now you come in. So he brings me in there and draws. Late 11 30 at night, and he's kind of getting ready to go. And my dad goes in there. My dad was fucking, as far as I was concerned, he's the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? He's my dad, right? And it's a table. All these big bats sitting around eating, talking and shit. And then they go, Jimmy, Jimmy, and my dad, man, Jim. Come on by, Jimmy. And my dad went over there and handed the things. He had a box. A couple boxes. Some were shoes, like gators. I didn't know what any of this was. My dad shoes out. Oh, he's selling watches too. And the money is being transferred. And I'm looking, you know, and at the time and at the term. It's called Casey, which was K Black. Was basically okay fabricated. That means I'm not in the business. My dad knew the business, so they could talk openly with him, but I wasn't in the business. I'm gone and they go K And all of a sudden, accents change and shit, you know, I'm like, this motherfucker sound like Italian a minute ago. Now he's like speaking broken English, like, I take him this back to my fuck. And not knowing, I'm looking at Chief J. Strong. Oh, shit! And Chief J. Strong, but his name was, uh, Scarpa. What was his first name? Uh, Scarpa was his last name. But Chief J. was in American, American, in Italian American. Oh, shit. Yeah, he seen me and he threw the Indian gimmick on me, right? 
and he's looking at it at me like making sure everything's cool and Gorilla Monsoon is sitting there, he's fucking humongous. And he had these thick ass glasses on and he calls me over and goes, hey, Jimmy, is this your boy? And I'm like, yeah, that's my son. He watches us all sometimes. And I was, that's when I fell in. I'm like, because you see him live. Chief Jet, Tony Guerrero, Gorilla Monsoon, and I want to say Pat Patterson, because they all lived in this area. Because at the time, if you fucking got a memory on this shit, y'all lived in Trenton longer than you. I never lived there. There was the Trenton Athletic Club. Yeah. Yeah. WWWF used to wrestle there. Yeah. And they would wrestle here and then stop at my dad's, get gas, get my get gas. They got enough money. They bartered. Rilla lived in uh, uh, lived in Willingboro. Chief J lived in Edgewater. And another, like, I think the other two guys lived in Del Rey. So when they came back that month to the Britain Athletic Center, that's when they did square up. And then I'm watching that shit on the TV. Then I'm saying, oh shit, my dad knows these fucking guys. And nobody believes me when I tell them because who's gonna believe me, right? But that's when I got fucking hurt. And I was like, watching him on. I'm only watching because I seen that guy. Right. I know who that guy is. And that guy bought me pizza. And he had baby. <laughs> that guy gave me, gave me a Pepsi. You know, and then if you go there to this day, you can go to Anthony Pizza Town, all these old school pictures. And you go, why is Chief K amongst all these attacks? Because that motherfucker's attacking. But even back then, I thought Chief K was fucking Indy. You know? Chief K is Roy Scarpa, right? Joseph Scarpa. Joe Scarpa. That sounds like a Italian. And he was born in nothing to do with it. Remember Chief Jay when he. Everybody steals from everybody in wrestling. When it comes to gimmicks and stuff, they take what works for them and leave the rest. Right? Chief Jay had the original, the original Hulk up. Remember Hulk Hogan, you would hit him, he would sell, sell, then he'd pop up, do that. Chief Jay did that shit first. Chief Jay should throw his hands on his hip and start talking shit. You know, shaking his head, doing the Indian dance and all that bullshit. Well, no. Dusty Rhodes ain't nothing body but fucking, uh, who did he steal his shit from? Uh, Black Brothers, Thunderbolt Patterson. Look at you. Look on the internet. Type in Thunderbolt Patterson. You're gonna be like, I thought Dusty was white. No, Dusty was a cowboy. He fucking seen Thunderbolt Patterson and seen his gimmick and stole everything. Who's the black you make you do? What black you? St. Jones. He was family in Tico, but he was legit. But again, everybody in wrestling have a partner. Not everybody. He, he was good. Like not everybody's there to be a fucking champion. Yeah. But you know, back then we want we didn't have any. We wanted somebody to look like us. Exactly. But when we finally got Rocky, you tell me you ain't lose your shit with Rocky and Tony Atlas won the fucking. Oh my God! You took that shit this fucking gospel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm a fucking saying not everybody can be cheap. And the funny part is, now that you know what you know as an adult, you went, you mean to tell me Rocky beat his brother-in-laws? Because this wild Samoans, he was married to their sister. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. there you go. 
The Usos are Rikishi's sons. Rikishi is cousin of Wild Simone. Who is Kenton? Roman Reigns is Sika's son. Umaga is Roman Reigns' brother. No, Umaga is Rikishi's brother. Yeah, same guy. And so is Rosie. And Rosie is Roman Reigns' brother. Rosie, Rosie died, and so did Jamal. Umaga, uh, uh, they both died recently. But wrestling, like you know, is a old, it ain't nothing new. It's been back in ancient Africa, ancient Greece, ancient Italy. Any ancient culture had wrestling. You know, the toughest warrior, the toughest warrior fought. But then, if you fight with a death, who's going to want to fucking fight that next guy? You know what I mean? That's almost as crazy as fighting Tyson in the front. Who's going to want to fight that guy next? You know what I mean? But no one came to, they were having wrestling matches. In this country, that it's gone from the carnivals, carny, and you, they would have a guy like step right up and uh, someone like Cameron size. Beat, beat, beat the champ. Right. See if he can beat Moose over here. Beat the champ. Yeah, but they would take someone like him, and the audience who don't know anything, get in the ring with someone like the shape of Cameron, who's a fucking hook. And I don't mean as a guy who's selling his ass. He will hook you. He will put a hold on you that is legit supposed to break something. And you're doing it up close. And that's another thing in wrestling. If you're going to be close with the fans, you better make it look good. None of that stop punching and shit. So if you see a guy spill out on the ground in a match and they and the crowd is all around, they gotta start throwing potatoes. And none of that shit. You gotta hit it. You gotta throw you just gotta you throwing potatoes and say sorry later. Your ass rolled out here. I didn't make your ass go out here, right? Trust me, like this. Whenever I got thrown it outside, I knew a potato was coming. And if you don't throw a potato back, you ain't gonna have no respect. No respect. You know, people won't take advantage. But uh look, George George Hackenschmidt and uh Danny Danny, Well George Hackenschmidt was what the first champ. Yeah. But those matches last can you imagine a fight lasting three hours? Three fucking hours for one fight. George Hackenschmidt won. Yeah. Against uh, Frank Gotch. Yeah. And then Frank Gotch beat him, yeah. and then they realized we got something here. What if we fucking keep it to a minimum and have people come in and y'all trade wins? But just make it look good. You know, you know, make it look good. And, and then the Gold Dust Trio showed up. Because Gold Dust is, is a term. Gold Dust Trio was, I got the names, I almost forgot. Uh oh, the blinding lights. The one that was The Gold Dust Trio was uh, Billy Sandow, Ed Strangler Lewis, and Toots Monk. Hey, Strangler, that's the guy who used to write the articles for the... Nah, that probably uh, stole that name. That's the Strangler. Strangler. Yeah. Ed Strangler Lewis created something called Sleeper Hole. But people thought he was Strangler. And he got the name as the Strangler. Yeah. And they all got, those three guys got together and was like, this, we're going to have a rule. We're going to have time limits. 
And these are some holes that we can use them. Instead of having them rolling around on the ground, we can throw a guy into the ropes, bounce off the ropes. We can fucking do some judo throws that slowly turned into suplexes and stuff like that. Three guys came up with this fucking concept. And then created the first promotion where there was like 15 guys. And it was like a traveling circus. They traveled around. And then each show they always had a... Uh, they take our local kid out of the audience. Hey, people would line up. You think you got what it takes to get in the ring with Ed Lewis and shit? And Ed Lewis choked your ass out. You've seen stars. And people pay, pay for that shit because this is at the beginning of television. You know, there was nothing on TV. Fucking news. And then when television wrestling started, that's when the boom started because it became more serialized or episodic. You know, you could do. That's when you can have continuations. Like, will this guy fucking come back and wrestle the other guy and shit like that? But wrestling at the time was ran like the mafia. I was about to say, wrestling was ran like the mafia. You know how you had like Kansas City motherfuckers in that? They never came to New York to start no shit, bro. That's how it went. Wrestling the had the Northeast. Had a spot which was ran by Vince McMahon's grandpa, Jesse. Jesse. And then you had like North Carolina, then Carolina territory. You had like 50 fucking territories. Each territory had a champion. Since we didn't have something called the internet, if I beat you in Jersey and took your belt, only people that knew about this people in Jersey, you could go to fucking Tennessee and still be champion. You feel what I'm saying? No one knows. And the magazines got involved and they would come up with petition stories to tell, you know, like a you know, fight broke out in the airport somewhere. Shit never happened. But we didn't know no better because the internet fucked it all up for us. Now we know everything. We know how to fucking how the cookies made. And yeah. even then, people who think they know how the cookies made, they do. I, I love when people go, how's it feel getting hit with those fake chairs? Let me show you. Wham! <laughs> that shit hurt because it ain't fake, nigga. That's a fucking chair. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love to do that when people say, Here's the thing for you also, you, you, you talk about you wanted to see one of us. Back then, if me and Chaos were wrestling on the same show, guess what we're gonna wrestle? We can't wrestle white people. Because the crowd would fucking kill Especially if we're booked to win, which is be fucking insane. If you hated that brother that much, let him win over a white guy. Racism is in everything in this country. Everything. When they were finally letting black people go into the arenas to watch, they had to sit up in the fucking. And what was it called? The crow's neck. Because you were a black crow. Wow. Come on, man. If you want to be champion back then, if Hulk Hogan was champion back in the fucking 50s and 60s, he'd make it a day. A day. Because motherfuckers gonna test you. Hogan don't know how to wrestle. Hogan was a performer. It's different. Hogan, the rock, 
perform different. Her anger, wrestler, will fuck you up nine times over. Don't be fooled. No, do not be fooled by the little hat and the fucking goofy phrases he had. Her anger was probably top three toughest motherfuckers on the planet. Top. I don't give a fuck who you put in Kurt Angle in his prime, whoever you put in front of him, I don't give a fuck what this friend you fucking know. Kurt Angle, if he gets his hands on you, you got that. It's simple as that. And he wrestled heavyweight in the Olympics at 210 pounds. He's wrestling 300, 400 pound men. Fucking these guys up. And his neck was broken while he did. With a broken freaking. And that's also the gold, the gold. Fuck yeah, he the gold medal. Kurt Angle was Fucking watch some of this shit, dude. And then watch when he gets in a fucking pro wrestling. And you can see the guy, somebody finally loses their mind. I'm gonna test this. Angle will wrap you up and the person start changing colors and shit. And then he'll go, ah, and let go. You know, because you look at Kurt and think, okay. You look at Brock, you think something else. Because he looks like something that came out of Lord of the Rings. That's Brock and that's not how tough Kurt is. Whooped his ass. And then they both got suspended because they fought before a fucking live televised event. And fucking Lesnar got hurt. From who? Kurt Angle. That's by those lips. Because they're fucking other wrestlers. He's like, I bet you can't be him. I bet you can't be him. Yeah, and they fucking got them all riled up. And before the show started, they got in the ring. Kurt took his ass down and started grinning shit. One of those. What's scarier, And then you got motherfuckers in an airplane five miles above the ground going, oh, Mr. Perfect, I can beat fucking Brock Lesnar's ass. All right, let's try it on a fucking plane over the Atlantic Ocean near the fucking emergency door. Fucking Angle was slamming, uh, Lesnar was slamming him into the emergency door and fucking panic. The plane was diving because they fucking didn't know what to do. That's the boss. He lost it. He was fucking trying to kill everybody on that plane. And after that, that plane landed. Like there were two firings, a bunch of suspensions, a bunch of fines. Lesnar quit. Uh, it's fucking crazy. Wrestlers are insane. They, they're, they're insane. Yeah. Before Kirk Angle showed up, you had crazy uh, people like Ken uh, Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Bad motherfucker. And then, like before Ken Shamrock sort of, we had Dan Savage. Dan Savage. I wrestled him. He was good. And I wrestled him, and I was in tears. I was like, dude, please don't hurt me. Whatever you do, I said, I do whatever you want to do. So just listen. Real light, soft voice. He was like, roll to the right. I rolled to the right. It looked like this and shit. Roll to the left. Roll to the left. He goes, hit me with the Boom. Duck. Duck. Pick me up, slam. Man. Pick me up. I go to right. I go to reach to pick him up. He threw me in some shit. Not that. Oh, I even had to tap. I was like, ah! And that was the end of that shit. So he's like, He's like, good, good match, good match. real cool guy. But I can always walk around and say, I got in the ring with a fucking ultimate fighter from the UFC, the one of the first champions ever, who looks like Snobby Whitlash with that coach mustache and shit. He built like the grandfather of your uncle and shit, like very vile chested. He used to fuck Shamrock up. But both of them used to fuck each other up. But Shamrock fucking went off on the rock one night and almost killed the rock. Damn. And then, like, you, you ever see the machine shit where, like, the bad 
a bad guy rock rolled out the ring after doing some shenanigans yeah. and run to the ring. He's jogging. He turned around. Shamrock is on his ass, Jack. And he fucking starts booking. They said the camera went blank. Shamrock was on top of his ass in the back, swinging punches. They were like, yo. You know, Frank, uh, Ken, it's, it's not real. Calm down, Ken. Ken just fucking snapped. Had to take like five motherfuckers off of him to fucking beat up the rock. He had me. He was just, Frank was the man, too. In any region, somebody's gonna like, fuck it, I'm gonna beat this dude even though I'm not booked right. to win this match. I'm gonna win it anyhow, take the title. Oh, so fuck, the, fuck, the, fuck the rules. But then you you can do that to Hulk Hogan. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do that to Hulk Hogan. You're not doing that to Andrew Lewis. You're not doing that to fucking uh, Luke Dash. You know, because these motherfuckers know more about wrestling than they know about breathing. They will fuck. Exotic Adrian Street. He was the prototype to Goldust. Okay. He pranced around. He had the blonde hair and the fucking weird makeup. Like a, his face was painted like a butterfly, and everybody thought he was gay. They called him faggot and all that shit. Exotic Adrian Street. No, Adrian Donis fucking handle himself too. So they got fat and had a shirt. So. People would want to wrestle on Donna Agee and Adonis because they thought, well, I'll, be, I'll look like a fucking tough guy in front of my family beating up this faggot. That's how they would say, I'm going to beat up this faggot. And this is back in the day where good guys was in one line room, bad guys were in that line room, the referee told you who was going to win in the middle of the ring, and you worked from there. It wasn't like me and Chaos gets together and we fucking hash out what we gonna do. That ain't how shit went. What the fuck? They spoiled now. Adrian Street, bare knuckle boxing champion in Britain. That's his wife. She designed all his costumes and stuff. Yeah, he was bare knuckle boxing champion in England. In fact, in Blackpool, where motherfuckers were dangerous. Oh shit. Well, fuck you. If you feel so sort of remember Blackpool, you also hear somebody named Regal. Steve Regal. William Regal. He's in the top five of tough motherfuckers. Fucking fighting, period. He will fuck you up, dude. The dude is legit. There's a lot of guys that keep them. What I'm getting at is these guys out there, they have a role. William Regal's role, sadly, was not to be world champion. He got regional title. He can be intercontinental champion. He can be the king. But he'll not because his, his you need certain things to be watching. You need to have good look that catches the eye. You gotta have a good rap. 
that catches the ear, then you gotta have the promotion that have the promoters gotta fucking trust you and willing to push you to be their champion. Because nobody's the champ in wrestling unless the promotion tells you you're the champ. How the fuck out could you are? There's too many good wrestlers out there to prove you wrong with. But Regal will fuck you up. Fucking Fit uh, Finley will fuck you up. These are fucking legit tough guys. And these, these British motherfuckers are insane. Then you got the moments. All of them are fucking crazy. Topped off with fucking King Haku, who's the toughest motherfucker in the world. Damn, dude. When Scott, when Scott Steiner tells you I would fuck with him, that's insane. Scott Steiner is a psycho. Scott Steiner pick you up and punch you out. Step on you. Ming pulled the guy's eye out of the socket just because he spit on a fucking dude digging a ditch. Oh, shit. The guy he was walking with, another wrestler, who we've seen before. Remember Jimmy Jack Punk? Back in the day when he was the kids? Right! Yeah. Terry Punk and Jimmy Jack. Well, him and I flew walking down the street to a restaurant, and the guy was making fun of the dude digging a ditch. Yeah, Haku took defense of that shit. Threw him on the ground and tried to pull his eyeball out and said, I'm stopping pulling your eyeball out because you need to make a living with your family just like that guy in that ditch. I want you to remember. And that's his one story. This is a guy who bites noses off in bars or pulls teeth out with his bare hands. He's been, every time I seen him, he was cool. But I would want to fuck with AKA King Tongue. Yes. Damn. Hey, not too many. There's only a fucking handful of people I know fucking Andre wouldn't fuck with. He's one of them. You know another one, bad motherfucker? Better name. Bad and Brown. Bad and Brown will fuck up. So he was that dude. For real. Fuck yeah. He was fucking uh, Pan American Games uh, gold medalist. Damn. Andre slipped up and said the nigga word on the bus tour one day. Andre Brown. Andre said nigga to Bad News. Bad News went to the bus driver and said, excuse me, sir, pull the fuck up. What you gonna do when Bad News tell you to pull up, you gonna pull the fuck up. Then he says, Andre, let's hack this out, get it on. Bad News went out the side of the road. No one else came out the fucking car, out the bus, because they were scared. And Andre went out there and pleaded in his case. I'm sorry, I did not mean it. I don't know what I was doing. I was drunk. I was hot. Every excuse under the sun. And from there on, no one fucked with Bad News. When Roddy Piper painted himself half black, that was not Bad News' idea. That was Vince's idea. And he told Vince, Bad News said he didn't like that gimmick. Piper claimed he didn't like the gimmick. And Bad News says, I just hope a bunch of brothers find you in the middle of the street and what did Andre do to help Bad News out? He found the fucking paint remover in the locker to take the black paint off and threw it away. So Piper's going through the hood looking like that. Oh, shit. So you can imagine so much, so much ass kicking. He oh, yeah. Somebody stepped to him. Somebody stepped to him a bunch of times. He had to fucking have an emergency flight back to Canada and try to get that shit off him. Damn, so he... They wouldn't come off. Andre was helping. You know what? I fucked up on you, bad news. I'm going to help you out with right. Make this right. He made it right. Make you whole again, brother. So again, if you had to be the champion, the NWA champion back in the day, you had to fucking know how to handle yourself. 
That stopped when Ric Flair became champ. Because Ric Flair is a great performer. Harley Race was a fucking fighter. Harley Race will fuck you up. Harley Race was like, he looked like a crazy, like, he just walked out of clan rally just to be just a clan. Yo, yo, it ain't like he even <laughs> likes the clan. He just looked like he would just beat clan people up, black people up, anybody in his fucking yeah. way. Harley Race was not one to be fucking with. And uh, just uh, while he's looking up, here's two more stories of Akuma Main where we um, he, he, had a, he had a little uh, pensions for some bar fights with people. So, you know, oh yeah, he fucked you up. So one time, he go after one of the bar fights, he got arrested. Four cops. Got him handcuffed. All of them sitting there, getting him with pain, so he's shooting it up like the knock, no selling it. Then he snaps the handcuffs. And say, these ain't picking <laughs> You can see some of the fucking shit yeah. on where they're spraying fucking Mason in his mouth and he's eating it like hot sauce. And this one is more reputational than the actual thing, but he had a job in the leasing movies for so long. Oh yeah, nobody wanted to fire him. They were like, why is he still here? We never see him on TV. They were like, are you gonna fire him? Eric Bischoff said, I ain't fucking firing him. Eric Bischoff was the boss. They said, Another quick Haku story. Chris, Haku's talking to Chris Jericho and a couple other smaller wrestlers. As they, and I don't mean to degrade him. Compared to Kevin Nash, everybody's smart. And Eric Bischoff walks up and starts talking to Haku. Like, I got something I got to talk to you about. Haku stops the owner, the, the president of the company, who signs his checks and says, Hey, I'm talking to my friends. Fucking apologize. Now. And the funny thing it had, it was Eric Bischoff and your favorite wrestler. What's his name again? Greg Gagne. Greg uh, Gagne was there. He says, you both fucking apologize to my friends right now. And they were like, sorry, guys. Sorry, Alfred. He walked away. And he, they never fucked with him. Haku left wrestling when he, when he won. And then he walks into Japan and can get in any ring right now to wrestle with his son. And who's going to stop him? So yeah, bad motherfuckers. There's a lot of bad motherfuckers out there that you don't know about. And this one is more of just a ha ha funny story, not an actual story. But one time Jake... Oh, Jake's story. Let you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He said, you know, if I was in a tank, 300 yards away, I got a better right to right. He's like, nope, I got the tank. Shoot myself. Shoot myself and kill myself for Haku to get a hand. Damn! Bad motherfucker. Bad motherfucker. But then, all wrestlers, everybody, including when we wrestled in our little whatever we did, I mean, the things you think. Football players, basketball players, boxers, any other martial artists, any of that fucking shit. Do they gotta pay for their transportation? Usually in the NFL, that's all paid for. Major League Baseball, paid for. Transportation. That includes hotels. You gotta pay for where you're staying. You gotta pay for your food. 
you got to pay for your training. Like, you go to the gym. Maybe, maybe you made a reputation where they're like, fuck it. I wouldn't mind having that jacked up motherfucker coming to my gym. Maybe fucking bringing people and you might see them. But you put more money out. Your gear. Those costumes you see to this day. They pay for that. It's getting taken out of your check. None of that shit is free. Now it's nothing we did. They have a serious thing. She interested in that. Making up your stuff. But you Or you can go outside and have somebody make it here. But either way, you got to pay for that. If you, if you want to have that look, you, you got to pay for everything. Everything's paid for. And the sad part is you can be like, I remember when Batista, Batista came in and he had to pay. He came back from being gone for a while. He came back and he was getting some new tights made the night of the show. He had to fucking sign a fucking per diem, like a like a IOU slip to the girl who sold up his tights so she could hand it in the fence. This dude's in a fucking main event and you won't let him wrestle until his tights are paid all that shit you're, you're paying for. And then, if you're doing it on a Sunday, you best believe you're doing it on a Monday. You best believe you're doing it on a Tuesday. You might have off on Wednesday. And then you're going to come back on Friday or Saturday. Not then you might have double shots. Back in the 80s when Hulkamani was running wild, Hogan was wrestling in fucking New York. Main event. Fly to fucking Florida and wrestle again. The main event. That's a double shot. And, and, and as much as I don't like this man, I never liked Hulk Hogan, but if I looked at the fucking bookie sheet and my name was under one of his matches, you know you're getting paid. Because they pay you by a percentage of how many people showed up. Hogan brought people to the fucking dance. So that means the days that uh, S.D. Jones was for Hulk Hogan. He got paid, baby. Yeah. Everybody he got everybody on that show that Hulk Hogan got paid. They wanted to be on, they got mad when they wasn't on the roster. And, and sadly enough, it's like, the, the story is, you, you paid to see Hogan, but you stayed to watch Savage. Because Savage was the fucking wrestler. But Savage is also the guy who created the old, you're right, got a book of moves, I want you to fucking remember when we get out there. You know, Savage's match, he had control of everything. Too bad we didn't have that one. Uh, Steamboat versus Savage. Steamboat was like, I don't remember all this shit. Yeah, you remember it. Ricky Steamboat had a good look. Fucking jacked to the gills. Fucking never went heel. Ever. He's one of the few guys I've never seen turn heel. He's been baby face his whole career. And his name was perfect for being a man. Oh, he had a great fucking real last name. His last name was Blood. What? Richard Blood. Oh, shit. But there was another Hawaiian wrestler named Steamboat, and he kind of resembled him. Um, Dutch. But get it. Like a dummy, you get married. I ain't saying being married is bad, but when you gonna put her in your business where she owns the rights to the character, Ricky Steamboat, that motherfucker couldn't wrestle for a while because she got a divorce and had the rights to the fucking name. Oh, wow. Yeah, shit like that. You don't get that in fucking football. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You just get a bitch that break up with you and she's on fucking basketball wives and some bullshit. She's gonna tell you your whole life story about why you did so But then there's styles of wrestling. Believe it or not, you know, you got the neutral style, 
the Mexican style. You got the Japanese strong style, which is basically the style you use when you roll outside the ring. You do that inside the ring as well. So it's like, say you're sorry now, and go out there and beat the shit out of each other. Which they don't work a busier schedule as WWE, but if they did, they would cut that shit the fuck out because your body can only take so much. There's the hardcore style where, or the sucker style. That's about the sucker style. Hardcore style when you fucking use tables and chairs and do shit like that. Then you got deathmatch style where you're blowing up the ring or going through glass or fucking hitting the head with fucking light jeans and stupid shit like that. But to each his own. If you like that shit, that's the shit you like. Right. And you know, and, and, and that's the shit you like. But then you got Pancranian style, which is real. That's UFC before we UFC fucking became UFC. Because in ancient Greece, it was called Pancreas. You just went out there and bare draws, no gloves, no fucking shit. And you handled that shit. You could use fists and stuff. You know, Greco Roman, you could punch. You know, freestyle, you can't punch. That's all joint manipulation. Then you got Pancreas, and you put all that together. Shirashi got shit. Minoru Suzuki was the fucking king of Pancrase. And I, I tell you what, I tell you what, if I'm walking down the street, Brock Lesnar's coming at me and he's mad, and I go across the street and Minoru Suzuki's coming down the street and he's happy, I'll fucking take Brock. I'm about to go fuck with Brock Lesnar. Minoru Suzuki's a fucking insane motherfucker. He's no, but he knows his role. His role is to never fucking win the championship, but to beat the shit out of the baby face until that fucking guy gets so much sympathy that when he finally wins, Minoru Suzuki made it. You know what I mean? Everybody has a role to play. You know, I used to fucking do it. And I never realized it until I started doing it on my own and realized, oh, they do this all the time. When I was booked to wrestle first, I said, well, man, that's bullshit. I'm going to wrestle first. Because you would hear curtain jerk. Hear curtain jerk. First match. After one of those, and I went, you know what? I said to myself, I'm the first fucking match. I'm going to bust my ass and be the best first match you ever had. Once you do first match, and your fucking first match is better than any match on the show, they get mad at you. Me and Anthony wrestled first matches on tag teams. Yeah, they were telling us, now look what we got to do. Yeah, because you guys are out there doing this. Now we got to work hard. Let's go put us on the first match. That's all. I would love to be in the first match. Mike, all right. I go up there, Mike. People say wrestling ain't, ain't real. They don't have to come to a competition. Yeah. All right, bullshit. I'm competing against you, him, and him. Especially if y'all got singles matches. I want to make my shit look better than anybody's shit out And then what happens is, ironically enough, and it's funny because people go blind. I, I call it wrestle blind. That Cass and I would wrestle a match and do some crazy ass shit first match. We stay for the whole show and then take the fucking pulse of the crowd. Who would you walk So, what did you like the best? They're talking to us, not really realizing us is who they're talking about. Don't get this the wrong way. You got dudes out there doing that crazy ass shit. That shit was insane. I said, what? You didn't like the main event? But all the lips and I don't remember the main event. They, they remember the goofy shit we pulled off. I can give and you that's how you do it. A specific event. Because when you go to these things, you also have to have like a doctor and so on and so forth. We get our match. The main event involved guy on the 
She got in a letter. One of the ballets, her top came down, her pants came down. Remember the dude's nuts came out of his pants? Yeah. I remember that one. And then at the end of the show, there was the nurse who was there. So I asked her, I was like, um, so, like, you like the show and everything? I was just like, so, would you, uh, don't you like what you remember? Yeah. I said, yeah. So the guy jumping off the ladder, the lady thing hanging out, she's like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit they don't pay. She was fucking reading her fucking phone or something. The whole show. I didn't even know she was even paying attention to it because she was a real hot nurse. Too. Yeah. And no one notices that, but they notice me and Anthony out there fucking rolling around with a mannequin, screaming and hollering and shit, doing stupid shit. We fucking turned that shit out to the point again. You. That shit was the bomb. We're trying to oh, lift you, your magic. job as bomb. in any group. You're, you're trying to lift up the whole organization. Right. But then you always bring in somebody that that's poison. That they would bring in poison. Poison be like, stop booking these guys and making everybody look bad. But you can book me to look good all the time, and that's what happened. We worked for two promotions that we had. You know, and that's wrestling is its own worst enemy. They call us in. So did the promotion will actually see that you guys weren't? Oh, after the shit closed down and they went broke, we wrestled for these people because A, they were younger big kids. We call them kids. They were in their twenties. They were kids that we took they no patch us wrestle. They used to watch us wrestle when we when they were kids. And they were just like, Can you come out of retirement just for this one time? And we kept coming out. And we went to their gym and started helping training for free. So then when you get a guy go, hey, I had a fucking trial with WWE. Did you get the job? No. But I'm a superstar from the Army, and they're paying him. They were paying this one guy. I ain't gonna name him. They paid these two cats. Well, no, but and it just say you're paying these guys. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you what you put your money. But you're paying these guys their transportation. Plus you're giving them a payday. Pay the money that you the money that you're giving us. Well, they'll give us an envelope. I'll give it right back. Here, buy some equipment. You go need some equipment. Buy some ropes. You know. I'm not gonna, I'm just doing it now because it's fun and it's not that far of a fucking drive. This guy will come in there and he, you're paying him to train you. You already know what to do. When you train to wrestle, I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn this in a school. You're gonna learn how to fall, and it's fucking harder than you think. On your face and on your back. Because you're doing something, you're fuck, you're just naturally not. You gotta unlearn what nature taught you. When you're born, you gotta learn. You gotta learn how to tuck and roll. Everything, everything, break falls, all that shit. You gotta learn how to simple stuff. You be like, oh, I watched it on TV. I know how to draw a punch until you fucking dislocate my jaw and I'm kicking you in the nuts. You gotta learn how to throw a punch. You know how you thought learn how to throw a punch? Believe it or not, it's called string. You take a string or a rope and hang it in the sand. Punch it. Touch. You can throw a punch after that, and you get muscle memory of throwing that, throwing that punch, and that fucking string ain't moving. You're gonna see when I show the match of Rock and Austin. Rock uses three fucking S's. He does the stomp. He does the slap. 
and he does a snap at the same time. I don't have coordination to do that shit. That motherfucker, you watch him, and he's fucking doing it. Me, I'll be concentrating on the punch, going too far in, or my slap is late, and it'll be like, like an old karate movie, all fucking off and shit. But The Rock had timing. One thing that, you know, he was naturally gifted at me, and he's strong, and he's good looking, and he's working like Nobody pays attention to his timing. His timing is fucking one of the hardest things, though, you might never try it, but one of the things you'll see is one of the things I've seen that they do, that y'all scared, that because I've stepped up in the ring to see a lot of kids, right, right, right. so I can see it. It's like, you know how they throw you to the rope, but then you flip over, right, to right. go over. When I got actually up in the ring to see how the rope was, and when he flipped over the ground, yeah. I was like, nah, there's no way to do that. Like, and that's another thing. It's high. It's real high. Like, they would, you know, I would be back to the ropes. Back. Take, go back. Go back. Take the clothes line over the ropes. I was never taught how to do that shit. What are you supposed to say? I don't know how to do it when this fucking clothesline is coming to your fucking chest. You can fucking learn on the job training. That's the only way you're going to get any better. I can't learn like any other thing. Wrestling him 25 times a day a week. I'm not learning anything. I just know what we can do. You got to wrestle somebody better than you. And, and stronger than you, more experienced than you. No, you're not gonna learn. That's for anything. When I seen a clothesline coming, all I kept thinking is, I'm gonna just grab this rope and close my eyes. And when the contact came, I just pushed off with my tippy toe and flipped over. I still can't do it right. Because usually, if you watch them, they flip over and they, it's called posting. They will post on the, on the hey, other hey, end. Yeah, I never get my hand there in time. I spin all the way around, smash my knees up in the end of the fucking ring. My knees are bleeding. I remember one time I went to take my gear off because I wore long pants, and it's glued together by blood. Shit. And to this day, and then I was like, all right, I'll undertake it. Now I got it. You know, call for clothesline. Get ready, flip over, and I don't let go. It's like me. Smash! Now all my knees fucked up. I got video of it. Matter of fact, the guy just made it on DVD. Next time I'll show it to you. When you, when you, when you, but yeah, you see, I see him do that. I go first. At first, that's when it was one match you went over on the far side. You went over, like you said. So at the end, I went in to see how you go on the ring to see how you flip over these ropes. So when you, like, when we see it on the bottom, it don't look as hot. But when you get inside the ring and see where you got to swing over the roof, it's hot as hell. So you got to do the math. Do the math like this. Oh, you get hurt. From the floor to the ring is four feet. From the floor to the ring to the top rope is four feet. When you fall from the top rope, like I did landing on my head, do the math. That's eight feet. Times 235 pounds at the time on my head. No, that's, that's eight feet and just 125 pounds. From the top rope, and then from the end to the top rope is another force. 
So that's eight. So you got eight feet right, put it like from this. the floor. To you know what it do? The basketball hoop is? That's exactly what the rope is. With that rope, you got to flip over. You fall from that high. I fell from that. I figured, and it was my first time back in years. And I'm like, I'm going to make this elimination look good. I made it look good, all right. Instead of just flipping back, when I went to push off, I, I slipped on the rope. So the rope rolled me out. Not over and so the tea kettle. I went that way. I went horizontal. Almost like a like a lawn dog. <laughs> and first landed in the first row. The world went black. I didn't hear anything. Didn't see anything. I woke up in a puddle of blood and seeing everybody look at me like, oh my god, this motherfucker just died. But yeah, well, that's the one you smacked your head. You said yeah, you I was fucked up. But again, that was the that This is shit that people people will tell you, you know, you know. And as far as for knowing, it's orchestrated. Yes. You know who's gonna win? Yes. Are you really trying to fucking tear somebody in the asshole? No. But sometimes. <laughs> You know what I mean? All I'm saying is, I'm dedicating the show oh, to New Jack. New Jack was yeah. a fucking, he was one of the nicest cats in the world. And he was cool with us to the point where he was trying to get us to join his group. And we thought, my wife ain't gonna allow me to hang out with you, New Jack. I'm married, man. I can't be hanging out with you. You're wrong. You're real. Well, now, if you were like a wink, wink, fake ass wrestler, Terry would have you sign right up. She knows who New Jack is. New Jack is real. New Jack got my ass shot. He was trying to drop me. Remember, he did one of my two James. You said but you came back for this. He said after the match, because that one dude went crazy. Bitch, he went all off or something like that. He came back and told Terry, he was all at the end. He said, well, he said yeah, I got, I'm pretty much got a crack. I do black crack. He went to the shoulder or something like that. He said, I know. That's it. You know what I'm talking about. He said, I know when I get there. Remember, he said, I know it. When you went, I guess the x-ray, he said, yeah, it's crack. I mean, no, you went to the Right, right. I just know what I'm Eight feet. I was saying, coming down on top of him, so I that's what I told him. Last I said, that's what I told him, him and his brother. I told him, I said, especially his brother, because he wanted to do it. I said, I think you want to think about it because it ain't as easy as I find it out there around them. Like I was telling him, but I just was telling him, you know, talking at that the show that we was at. Cause Terry was sitting in front. It was one dude that went crazy. You know, he went off, like you said. And I thought, of, I said, it's, it's something not right about it because he just like got caught swimming. So he fucked up Angel's son. He, he Angel's son to go to the hospital. Angel ready to kill a dude in the back. And Rodney just came out running like ain't nothing. He said, dude, my, my, my ribs broke and my shoulder ribs broke. I said, he might have go to get the uh, X-ray. He said, I, I don't have to get it left. I already know. And he was right. No. No. Again, the guy, I, I remember who you're talking about. And I kept leaning in. It's just literally what it is. You lean in. Communicating. I'm like, dude, you need to chill with this shit. Calm the fuck down. And he just kept. He was just hyping and hyping and hyping. And I'm trying to protect in a three way match. The kid. When I say kid, this kid was maybe 19 years old. 
Here I am in my fucking forties. And this other guy's in his fucking thirties and forties and he's trying to get over. And it's fine. There was even parts where he threw the thing into the corner and I would just run in front of him. Because I know it's coming. And I'm bigger than just so he can. I'll take that hit. And then I will tell him, chop me again, and I'm fucking giving you a receipt. And mine, he fucking chopped me. I, I had a necklace on as well. I leaned down. Usually, you see a chop. When you lean it down, the first thing they do is this. Lean your back, and then I brought it back down so my necklace was made of bone. He hits his fingers, and he's fucking going, yo, man. And then I called Spot. Sunset flip. And I fucking run into the ropes. He goes down for a sunset flip. I flip over him and I swing my right fist as hard as I can. Right in his ball. Then I look, you see me going to pick him up. Are you fucking getting me now? You're hurting us now. You're hurting us. You're hurting this kid. And I'm looking at the corner of my eye. The kid's dad, who took care of me in the ring, is fucking You're on the outside like this. He's fucking burning up. He's the Cuban assassin, by the way. So he's fucking pissed. Because when he hit his head, he fought back. Right? We in the crowd. I shouldn't hear. I, I know. I knew that was on north. That was north. I shouldn't be able to hear. He went over and he hit his back in the echo. It was like boom, like that. Then he did it again. Boom. And his, his, his dad was going off. He was trying to tell everybody. He's, he's hurting him. He's hurting him. And I said, what the fuck? Again, for all the negatives, like any business, any sport, there's positives. I never thought I would be even where I wrestled at. Like, I don't claim that's anything. Some people think it is. Yeah. But, you know, I fucking went to birthday parties. Of course, I'm the only black guy there, but they invited me to their birthday party. My son wants him to come to his birthday party and sign. And I would go to their birthday parties and... I never talked wrestling. I would just draw pictures and shit and give them pictures and go bowling. Oh, I went to a bowling alley opening. Fuck my black ass know about bowling. But hey, it was cool. You know? Kids love you. And, I, and, I, and people go like, well, you know, how's it feel having the, t- the title? And I'm saying, oh, it's great. I get that shit back at the end of the night. I don't take that shit on. It's a fucking prop. It ain't mine. You know? I, t- I knew I, if I wasn't married and had kids and I started young, I think I could have pulled it off for a few years. But I didn't get in the ring until I was in my 30s. 30. I was already. That's the years when you start making money in WWE. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic number, 30. Batista didn't start wrestling until he was in his fucking late 30s. Dallas Page was in his 40s. Oh, wow. So it ain't like I did something special. Dallas Page fucking wrestles at a high level in his 40s. I think he started at like 35. Then he also had Marty Wright, a.k.a. Boogeyman. Boogeyman was in his 40s. He was in his 40s when he started, so... But, but comparing all of them together to like... Marty Wright, he's all gimmick. He's a, he's a gimmick yeah. wrestler, so he doesn't have to do anything, and his gimmick is with character. George Allen Steel, I wrestled him. He you know what he did? Huh. What carried it? His gimmick. Yeah. He's a crazy man. All, 
I asked him in the locker room when I found out I had worked for him. I said, uh, what do you want to do? He says, I tell you what, the bell rings, I chase you, you scream and holler and try to catch me. I said, then what happens when you catch me? I put you in a hammer lock and the bell rings. That good for you, champ? Great for me, George. <laughs> Bell run, we go to lock up, and I didn't want to touch him for real because he's all hairy and greasy and shit. And I haul off running, I get on the floor, haul off running. That was the easiest 35 bucks I ever made in my life. Dude, you don't make money. Here's another thing you need to learn you don't make money in this. If you don't like doing it, don't do it. Don't go in there thinking you're going to make money. Yes. Where other job am I going to make $35 for four minutes of work? Do the math. There you go. And that's if we actually got paid. Sometimes, sometimes the fucking promoter fucking skipped out on us. So sometimes you got a hot dog. For your pay Remember when we worked for Carluzzo for the NWA? We wrestled him on a show. We were on an NWA show. Promoter fucking said, We all waited in the locker room to get our fucking envelope. And we were waiting a little too long. We fucking go knocking on the door. That motherfucker locked the fucking door of the office he was using. Fucking sent his son out there to fucking try to say, Oh, he's just counting everything up. Motherfucker went out the window, took all the fucking money and left. That ain't the first time that happened. So, yeah. Mob. Didn't I tell you it's ran like the fucking mob? Didn't say that. Say yeah, like the mob. Whenever anybody ever uh, heard me call Dennis Carluzzo a bald bastard that I didn't give a fuck about, that's what it is. Why? He's a bald bastard in the criminal. We wrestled. Here you go. We wrestled on an ECW show. We opened the show because we just. Ask, can we wrestle on that? They didn't ask for credentials. They didn't ask any of that shit. We helped put set up the ring and all that shit. And I remember them going out. Tommy Dreamer was running the show. Tommy was busy doing Well, just go ask Taz. And Taz was being Taz. Taz lived his gimmick at the time, which is And I was like, Taz, uh, Tommy said we can go wrestle the first match. And Taz said, can we do it? Do what I the look? fuck do I care? Do I look like I fucking care? Fuck it. Anthony, let's go on out there. We went to the referee and told the ref who's going to win and who's going to lose. You got five minutes. We went out there and did our shit. And Taz was like standing there fucking you. And he goes, fuck told you to go out there. And then he says, which one of you guys who lost, why'd you get up so quick? You know, you're supposed to be selling this shit. So you learn something. You know? Oh, okay. So, dude, you the fucking wasn't paying attention. Right. We fucking took advantage of that shit. But, no, you're not making it. And you know what? we got paid for? They allowed us to buy beer from them. That was paid. That was paid. And sometimes in this business, you're going to like pay your dues. And that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. We had the fucking, we had the honor to fucking get in the ring, put the ring together, wrestle in the ring, take the ring apart, and buy these motherfuckers a couple cases of cheap And that's just how it this is how it is. Sometimes you don't get paid enough. And I've been, I've been waiting. I remember waiting. 
I, I wrestled in the Boys and Girls Club in Trent. And it was one of the few shows they did there. We sold that motherfucker out. And the guy who ran the show was the guy that had Anthony's first match. That motherfucker took every dime in fucking money. Yeah, if it wasn't in a street, we had uh, actually nothing. The ECW show was at CYL. CYL. Zip Street was, uh, was Girls Club. That Jose ran when you were in the West Coast. But was that the one on Zip Street? Or was that the one like on New York? West Trenton is that baseball, that baseball stadium, uh, that Babe Ruth field. Yeah, that was good. I, I mean, I had more. Well, there was a baseball field out there in Trenton somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, Western Little League is that. And, and, and I, uh, I, met, I have better, I have negative stuff to have, but I still think it's a negative stuff to have. And believe it or not, I met some really nice people. I met some total dickheads. But it's just, oh, shit. It, it's just, uh, yeah. I, 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 I read a, uh, you, you ever like, your eyes just fill your belly, you eat, you see something, and you want to eat it. Yeah. But when you get it, you can't finish it. I wrestled a guy that every time I had, I wrestled with him ad nauseum. They would always put this together because I was the only one that could pull a decent match out of him. And he would get together and tell me these fucking moves, spots he wanted to do. They would give us 12 minutes. In 12 minutes, you think ain't nothing unless you got a 400 pound man laying on top of you. 12 minutes is a long fucking time. And this guy, fuck, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this. The bell rings, we locked up, and he goes, no man, take it home. What you mean take it home? We just started. Take it home, he goes, hand me, hand me, We got a fucking 11 minutes to kill, and I'm a fucking killer. You gonna chase me around, I'm gonna play the hill, and I remember falling out in the fucking that dugout, you know, like the pitcher's mound, where the ring was at, and that fucking dirt, I was covered in that fucking dusty ass dirt. And it was funny because, there's a lot of white kids there, and black kids were looking through the fence. And I remember before that started, again, I put more money in the wrestling than I fucking ever got. And I'm fine. I used to go to that. I fucking have printed out a bunch of pictures, like selfies. And I went before the show started. Here, here, yeah. Gave it all the kids in the hood that were just looking for the gate. I'm gonna tell your parents. If they bring that picture, they come in on me. Come in. Hey. I said, you want to wrestle fucking in front of an empty crowd, or you want people to fucking be? Because right now, yeah, yeah, you got head. You should be happy you got head. Give me this head. I guarantee you fucking get a better fucking match. I got in fucking all these kids and their parents, they came in there for free. Because, you know, take that picture, that's gonna be your fucking I didn't need to do that shit. I said, then you know what? Don't pay me. I don't want to pay them. Having these kids come in and see, keep them off the street, and have some nice payment in them, right? And we went out there, and if it made me feel good, and everybody else fucking hated it, fuck I'm the one fucking getting beat up out there. So shut the fuck up, right? And, and Terry was 
like you're always you you're not cut out for this you're too fucking nice and you really need to be cut through it's a very selfish business when you hear about if i knew you were on the fucking drugs and you were fucking going through some shit or you were suicidal and wrestling is like well i don't want to get his business because it's not my problem i let him handle his business and then when you die i'm gonna eulogize you as you were my best friend and i felt so bad no I'm that guy to be like, yo, nigga, you need to get off this shit. If you don't like me for telling you, fuck you. I'll, I'm going to bed with a clean conscience. I cannot fucking have that on my fucking soul. And Steve Austin did it with Brian Gilman. They're supposed to be best fucking friends. And he did it on national TV and said, well, I knew Brian had issues, but I didn't want to get involved because, you know, that's just Brian. And then, here you go. You know, you know. It is what it is. That's just not the way I roll. Terry was saying, you're not built for it. And I was like, no, I think I'm strong enough to analyze. My body can hold up. No, she said, no. Mentally, you're emotionally, you cannot handle this. Because you see, you try to see the good in everybody. And then eventually, when you finally catch on that people are taking advantage of you, you just lose it on everybody. You're not going to lose it on just that one person that did it. It's going to be everybody around. And, and I know that. She knows me. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I would have never, never made it in this business. I helped too much to my detriment. So when you see this match we're about to show, and I'm going to tell you the story about that, you're going to see the rock fucking in front of thousands of people. I want to say there was 75,000 people. Watch him fucking just put his ego aside to make Steve Austin look like a fucking super duper star. And Big pride sandwich. Big pride sandwich. Dude, big pride sandwich. The attendance was 54,000 people at uh, at Dallas Stadium, the new Dallas Stadium. Oh wow! So, so this was this was during his Stone Cold or his studying days. No, Stone Cold. This is his last match. Oh, okay. So he's Stone Cold at this point. This is March of 2003. Gotcha. So. So you got the full Stone Cold. Because Stone Cold says so. But I wouldn't even say the full. When you well, see him, as far as for at the height of his of, of this of his of his popularity, of his popularity you got to see this. This is very important. Oh, yeah, this is very important. You're gonna look at the, the faces of two different athletes. The Rock. All right. Now, as you were saying earlier, now he's more of say he's more of people. He's, he's an entertainer, but an athletic. Gotcha. Okay. There's different types of wrestling. Rock Lesnar is a fucking wrestler. Kurt Angle is a wrestler. William Regal is a wrestler. Billy Gunn is a performer. And that's not to take away from any. No, but it's, it is what it is. Alright, They try, and this is what you need. You need someone like Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler to put the characters over. You're listening to Jim Ross, and you swear fucking Steve Austin can walk on that. Yeah. That's not wrong. Yeah. He is a shell of himself in this match. You can tell when he comes to the ring. 
but but it takes the promotion to get behind it, it takes the announcers to put it over, and it takes the athletes to deliver it. This thing had all of that, except Austin didn't look like he could deliver it, and The Rock made him deliver it. You could see in this match, I picked this match. So he had that look like, if, he, if this was boxing, he had that look like he, he knew he was going to knock the fuck out. Right. Because the issues that was on his mind at the time. Gotcha. And you will see the rock literally rock to the dollar. grab him and, and you know get into it, motherfucker. Yeah. This is your crowd. This ain't for me. Gotcha. They're in Texas. This is what Steve Austin told Oh, yeah. yeah. They weren't going to let that black boy be Hell that. no, but they're cheering him on because right now it was supposed to be a baby face versus baby face match. It turns into a typical heel. Baby face man. Look at Austin's face. You tell me that looks like a guy who's ready to fucking fight. Wait till you see his to try not to show you show you his face. Here, you hear fucking Jim Ross is selling this shit, yeah. man. Look how long that ran. He had to make Damn. a fucking C turn. Look at his face. Yeah, yeah, Does he yeah. look like the old Steve yeah. Austin talking shit and nah, doing up? No. He got he that look in his eye. He had just came out of intensive care. Yeah. Less than six hours ago. Damn. This motherfucker. I like the way they try to say shit. They say he was so into his physique. But he was going through shit with his wife. He had just came off getting arrested. He was so into his physique. Trying to get his body in shit. Okay. He wasn't in shape. They claimed he was drinking all these Red Bulls. That's the wink wink thing they said. Uh, yeah. He had fucking heart defibrillation. He was having many heart attacks on a treadmill the day before this event. Oh shit. Vince and them talked him into wrestling. Steve like, yeah, doesn't want to wrestle. Sit down, Anthony. Look at shit. Look at his face. Now he blinked. Look at oh, his face. Yeah, he lost already. He's lost. Yeah. And, this, and watch The Rock. Look into he's his like, words. The yeah. Rock is going to start talking to him. He look like he's about to say, fuck the candy ass. Snap the bottom. Snap out. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 shit. Look, look. Have you ever seen him casually walk into the ring? Look at his hands. Look at his hand places. Anybody in a real fight or not gonna put their hands down to their fucking wrist. And the rock is fucking selling like these crazy punches that Austin throws. Rock is selling the seeds, hooking the arm to the right. Weak ass kick. So now the rock, he's reading the crowd. Now he just turned heel. He turned the heel back. He was like, bro, fuck it. I gotta fucking get somebody to fuck. Because if no one changed, he would have got no crowd reaction. No crowd reaction, no match. Yeah, and like you said, Steve talking to him. When they go out, yeah. they go out. Yeah. You gotta get close. Yeah. It's gotta be real. Like you said, it's it's 
screaming? Yeah, screaming anytime he gets hit. Yeah. And, and he's overselling because Austin is somewhat being subdued. Subdued. Right. So, but also, rumor and innuendo has it. Austin was tooting a little, little much. And he was drinking all these Red Bulls. He claimed it says Red Bulls and coffee. I drank Red Bull and coffee and never had no goddamn heart attack. All right? He was in the emergency He was in the He literally left the emergency room and showed up at the ring right there. That match was getting canceled. I do Red Bull and coffee all day. He decided after this match that he was so unhappy with this match, he would never wrestle. And unlike most wrestling retirements, mine included, he never came back. He made appearances. Look, right now he's really doing nothing. Rock is communicating with him right there. Yeah, do this, do this. He's calling the match. Which is weird because Austin can't hear, he's hard of hearing. And he's directing traffic. Usually the bad guy calls him. Yeah, and the rock is the bad guy now, so he's gonna start calling. And sometimes he's literally calling it. Turnbuckle! You know, usually the voice there it is. Boom. There's turnbuckle. And if you notice when somebody gets thrown into the turnbuckles, they come out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That way you come out. So when someone's hitting you again, you have some cushion to fall back. Because if you ain't got, if you leaning against that shit, you'll go through those ropes. Look. Look, you talking to him there. Talking to him there. Are you all right? Yeah, he's yeah, all right. And right there, look. Now they're communicating again because he's doing nothing to the rock. You mean to tell me them, that rock's arm is over the rope? Yeah. See? His arm is over the rope protecting himself. Austin's just wasting time. And the rock is going to devise the next spot while he's faking that he's getting choked out. And then again, he's broken down right now, mentally and physically. He has two fucking braces on each leg. Yeah, he's so the braces were real. They was. Give me some weird old things around for a gift. Hell no, I wouldn't even have any braces. Look how he was walking. He was And look at his hands. Have you ever seen anybody stand up like that? Only Austin and a person with really bad his knee killed uh, right now. spinal stenosis. You can't do that. Austin does that to get up. Because he can't open his hands up. He can't straighten his arms out. His arms are constantly like that. It's fucked up. Dude, so he ran so hard and so hot for such a small amount of time. He wrestled more matches than Hulk Hogan did in six years and he did it in three. And made more money But look, look at the toilet call from his body, his life, and his relationships. He literally became his character. He didn't hang with no friends. He didn't drive to town. He drove by himself. He was a loner. That don't get you very far. We're, 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 we're Cactus Jack. 
like you're a man can I sleep on your couch and sure come sleep on the couch save money Hey, 
hell they pull off like a move like that? Fucking used to do it to me all the time. It's time. Yo, we would swing as hard as we could, and we would spin. I would hit him, he would hit me, and our bodies, instead of being like north and south, would be south and south and north. They'd be opposite directions. But you're hitting here. You're not going for the throat. You're hitting the upper chest. Yeah. If you're not a dick. Like that. If anybody hit me with a desk press, I'm kneeing him right in the nuts because it's the stupidest move ever. Punches. Look at Rock 
oversells. Damn. Totally oversells. <laughs> he did that one time where he almost fell out of the ring yeah, over the top rope. That took some hard strength to push up like that. Yeah, he pushed nobody. Yeah, he pushed himself up. He did that. He went. So he he's up. He's going stop, slap, punch. At the same time, and I just don't have the time for that. It's like. And Rock is doing it over and over again, and not falling into it. He fucking kills it. Eventually. After the second punch, he's losing his balance and landing on him. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. Look, oh, look at him. Now he's fucking trying to catch his win. How do you do a low blow and rest? Yep. I can do a low blow. I won't hurt you. Because you used to, you be, you've been hitting the nuts before. What I'm saying is, it, 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 it's enough to make you go, oh, shit, he got me. No, he didn't. It was only on the front porch. Dude, he get it there. I, you know what I thought? It's on the front porch. It's on the front porch. I like that. As a kid, as a kid, and as a fan, like, he got that, you know where people's level came from? He started doing that when the shows went off the air. They would come out and entertain the crowd that's still there. He started doing it, and fans started loving it. And he kept doing it. That's where he was. Same with the beer drinking. The beer drinking was an off the air thing, and fans loved it. Once I'm not really do that. He got like that little snack when he was Cause I know if a motherfucker throws me on the ground, he jumps over me. I'm catching that. Thing. I'm catching that. Thing. You ain't gonna go twice, <laughs> but there's certain rules. Fucking gotta follow, which I don't like. Cause I want wrestling to look more realistic. Like if you watch wrestling now, it's like punching you, I'm punching you, I'm putting you in the corner, and this is what I do. What am I doing? I make it 360. We give you time to react. And if you're a fight, punching me, punching me, I'm hauling back. Yeah. Get him back. That's how I did it. They used to tell me, no, nah, you gotta give him more time. Give him a 360. So, punch, punch. Yeah, motherfucker, yeah. But then I come back. You know what I mean? There you go. You know, it makes you look like an idiot. Yeah. But that's how it's done. I hate the 360. It's to the point where I see it all the time and it just hurts me to know it. When someone does something, he does like walk in a circle. Right he just did the circle there. Yeah. You see him walk, yeah. go in a circle so fans can see all of him and set something up. So everybody, even the people on the cheap sheets, will get a chance to look at the great one. Fucking look like he's about to lay an egg. Look at the shoes. The shoes are very soft. They're like tabby boots, martial arts. They're very soft because Dang. if you like chaos, he ran out there with fucking combat boots on. Sometimes those things get tripped up in the cut in the fucking the top of the ring. The canvas. Because they get they, they get hooked up. Yes. And you really don't need that. And you don't need a fucking tire tread to be raked across your fucking face when you can have a flat foot just go like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of fucking things. Okay. 
most wrestlers, most not all, come to the ring and wipe their feet before they get into the ring. You do the circle of You see them do the circle? So now you're not going to ever forget that. That's basically to show respect that you're not going to bring dirt into the ring. Okay. But when you're Austin and The Rock and you're closing out the show, nobody else is coming to after you. Oh. Do your own thing. See, look. There is so much. If you get just time, how much time he gives Austin in his match to collect himself, yeah. it's forever. But, but The Rock is so smart, he knows it builds drama. You know it's building drama. Because they, they, got, they got history. You just see history. It's the first time The Rock beat Steve Austin ever in Austin's last match. And this was a trilogy. Austin beat The Rock in two WrestleMania straight. But you see The Rock told that story. Now watch this. Watch this. What's he doing right now? He's saying, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for the match. You always show respect. And he's pushing the rep aside and said, let me talk to him. Because Austin should be dead. <laughs> For real. He is talking to him saying, you, you know, you're the fucking man and you really didn't need to take this match. And Austin then probably told him, do your corners. You do your corners. I never did corners. Then again, I never I never won, so I didn't need to do corners. So I didn't have to worry about it. And that's why at the same time it was a bit of a self-esteem boost. Right. Tell him, you still got it if you won. But Austin didn't think that. The worst thing you can do in wrestling is what Ultimate Warrior did on even win and step on a motherfucker's chest and go like that. You never did. It was always told you never do that. He did it all the fucking time. And you wonder why people didn't like him. Total disrespect. It's like, motherfuckers, we made you. You gotta fucking give us a little bit of shine. You don't fucking disrespect. Now we're, we're beneath you. When you step on a guy, you're literally beneath you. So there's a lot of fucking shit. Look, and he's still checking on Austin to make sure he's okay. Unlike the motherfuckers who knocked me the fuck out, they always went to the back and tried to hide from me. And I'm like telling Chaos, you let the motherfuckers know I'm coming. Go in there before me. That's his mom, and that's his wife, and that's his daughter. Yep, he went there and said hello to his family. That one might have been Danny, which is now yeah, that's his ex-wife slash manager. But still his business manager. And here, what else is going on? What, what do you see what's happening? Who the fuck wins the match and leaves first? Not never. Rock's fucking giving Austin his props because they're in fucking Texas. Yep. That's called fucking ego check. That Rock could have said, alright, get this piece of shit out of the ring and let me get my moment. No, he got his moment, he got his wing, took his corners, he took his fucking corners, and he's gone. In Disney World. And and that's it. And that the rock. 
is unquestionably headed for the WWE Hall of Fame. And he fucking the man. I mean, and he did more. He did more in three years. Gender. He, 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 he played a gay cowboy. 
boy. Hey, that's fine. Again, like I told you, everybody needs to be represented. And he represents the You know, he represents black. He represents the Polynesian heritage. That fucking dude knows that his body is his money. And if whatever reason how he got that thing, I don't care. As long as he looks like the fucking superhero I want to see, that's what I want to see. Did you watch an Arnold movie going, I wonder what steroids he was on? No, you didn't. No. Because you want to see Arnold. And then you always wonder, why does he talk like that still? Because he doesn't talk like that still. That's his fucking gimmick to talk with that stupid Arnold accent. You know that motherfucker, he don't know, I want to get some pussy. He goes, give me some pussy, bitch. He speaks as well as we do. He lives in this country long enough to know the language. It's called fucking, he marketed himself. He knows what the fuck he's doing. The Rock knows what he's doing. Dude, he, I, literally, we knew people that were like, I ain't going to go see no fucking Duke Barry and all this bullshit. Shit. And I'm like, dude, dude, not dude, dude, you are missing the point. Like academics said, and he's, he's got comedic range. He's getting them when they're young. He got those kids to watch his fucking kiddie shows. They ain't kids no more. You know what they are? They're fucking preteen. They're teens and adults buying fucking Scorpion King. Yep. Buying fucking Jumanji. Going back into his portfolio. And then when they see him on wrestling, it's And over. then when he decides his body can't handle being that fucking jacked anymore, guess what he does? He puts on a fucking shirt and he's still got this. Because this is what makes the fucking money, even in wrestling. You don't got a good looking fucking face or a face that makes you go, what the fuck is up with this guy? Jack, Jack, missing here and all that shit. It just works. It just works. And that's why I picked this show, this match, just so you can see the dynamic and the story behind the match. Because you get, you've never seen Austin Wrestle again. This is your first time probably seeing this match. Yeah, it is. You never will see it again. Unless you fucking ask you to repay that motherfucker. <laughs> That's about it. That nigga ain't get back in the ring. Heard. He don't make it fucking some cold beer that costs fucking way too much for four kids. Yeah, that's our shit. He got a beard. Yeah, uh, skull. He got a thing. But not to be outdone. Not to be outdone. He got his beard made from El Segundo Brewing Company in California. Not to be outdone. The Rock said, you know, I like tequila. Maybe I should buy a tequila plant in Mexico that's going out of business and threatening to fucking fire all these poor Mexicans. Rock buys this fucking company and keeps everybody employed. It just changes the name on the label. You had to kill it because this motherfucker buys it all the time. He's like, here, here's the money. Here's the money. Don't, don't, don't fuck up the recipe. Keep everything the same. This fucking is delicious. Drink it. Anthony McDonald's drinks that that shit. So, I've got the name on it. It's a name that means something to him. It's Carolina. Terra, I believe, is because the earth in Montana is the soul. The, the South Earth soul. Soul, soul of the earth. So, you got a bitch who's in movies, making his own clothes, making his own exercise, got his own liquor, and he's got his own energy drink. Energy drink. Oh, and he owns, the, and he owns the fucking XFL. I forgot about that football. Oh, the yes, yeah. he bought that. Oh, yeah. From Finn. From Finn. Yeah. When it, 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 when
even though Triple H also at that time, he was always the guy that went in there to protect Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels did his ass nine things. And they tried to bury the, the Rock one in spite of people. Don't be fooled. Some people in the locker room hated him. You're not black enough. You're not white enough. We didn't like your mama. We didn't like your grandfather. We didn't like your dad. Everybody had something against this dude. And he just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's like, come in here. Then all of a sudden, they were looking at the white boy. Am I under a fucking rock? Fucking, uh, you know, am I going to be on a show with the rock? Because that's where I'm getting my money. All of a sudden, they wanted to be his fucking friend. You know what I mean? So, again, he only hung with the nation. They put him in the nation because they're the only people that respect him. He hung with D.O. Brown. He hung with Godfather. He hung with fucking Brown. What more do you need? Them motherfuckers is dangerous. And Mark Hammer totally missed that room. I'm saying, hey.
still missing. And they get mad at me. Why didn't you hold the match up before I got here? That ain't my job. No job. Come on, time. <laughs> I was at my nephew's wedding in a suit. Jump in my car because I, I prepare a day in advance. Grab my gear, get to the show, meet up with Chaos, walk over the match, fuck, go out there. Now, if I can do all that, and all you need to do is get up off your lardy ass and just show the fuck up and sit down on tickets you didn't pay for. Come on now. <laughs> It's always the family that will fuck you first. But with that, that's our wrestling show. See us again, same black time, same black channel, black is podcast.com. Go on the interweb. Dude, did you put the YouTube show up yet? Not yet. Uh, it's, it's editing now, so I'll just put it up soon. We're editing a nice cookie show. Blind feet to blind. Check it out. We'll see you when we see you. Just fade the black. <laughs>